I'll need you later on, probably. Just want to look at um, three things, three, uh, two accounts and one parable today. Um, Daniel, starting in Daniel. Daniel's after Ezekiel. Daniel. This is just some thoughts that God has been speaking to me about this this more uh, this evening as I've been preparing. You know, God's God's. I don't know about you, but God's been doing quite a lot in my life uh, over the last couple of weeks, and definitely since encounter. Um, we've had, uh, we've started morning prayer up again here, um, 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning, and we're encouraging people, if you can't get here, to use that, those two hours to particularly press in for times of encounter, for personally, for the church, and on Thursday, it's got a little bit more of an evangelistic edge in, um, you know, like praying for India at times, but it's very much about personally um, coming and meeting with God. And God's got me doing a lot of repenting, um, actually, (laughs) personally over things. And, uh, but corporately, because when you begin to pray for the city and pray uh, for the nation, you begin to repent on behalf of other people as well, because you want to see a move of God happen and um, I don't know that there's just um, there's just a sense that we are in something that is going to grow and going to um, affect a lot of people if we will continue to move with him and if we'll continue to press in to him and um, I want to look at, at, at three three stories here three accounts so Daniel um, you know the story of Daniel um, at the beginning in chapter one when he gets uh, called doesn't he calls he's one of the wise men that is chosen and He sits at the table and they want to give him all this fancy food to eat. I don't know about you, but if I was in a king's palace and I was offered fancy food, I would love it. (laughs) And I would try anything that was set before me um, within reason once. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if you eat at a king's table, it's amazing, isn't it? It's delicious. It's all the best. In fact, it's, sometimes it's too much. Um, and um, the food would have been amazing. But Daniel, he turns and he says, I want to eat vegetables. I want to eat vegetables and I want to drink water. How many of you would do that? Turn around and say, just give me the veggies. <laughs> just give me a glass of tap water. That'll do me. He did that for a reason. He did that because he wanted to honor God. 
And he was right at the very beginning, he stood out from the crowd. Right at the very beginning, he chose to, he made a deliberate choice. You know, it was very interesting. I did a, a three years ago now, I did a 40-day Daniel fast leading up to the encounter when Paul Brady came and spoke in the church. I really felt it was something God wanted me to do. And I have to say, I thought to myself, you know, I'm still going to be eating because on the Daniel fast, you can still eat lots of food. It's just you basically eat a, a vegan diet and, um, and you just drink water. And so you're satisfied. I had nuts coming out my ears at the time. Um, but it was very interesting because I'd set that time aside and because I, had, I, I was doing something very deliberate, I couldn't believe the clarity that there was that I had in hearing God. And it's interesting, isn't it? If you look at the story of Daniel, and if you don't know the story of Daniel, go away, read, read, read that book. And he heard God clearly. When the other wise men couldn't hear, he heard. And I think there is something about setting time aside, isn't there, for fasting. But I really want to talk about preparation and how he'd prepared his heart because later on in Daniel if you go to Daniel 6 and we read about Daniel in the lion's den uh, in verse 10 it says now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published and that was a decree that nobody could pray to any god okay um, it said, and when Daniel learned the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So he didn't just pray then, right back at the very beginning, before he even entered the palace. It was part of his habit that he was in. He prayed three times a day. He constantly spent time with God. Now, we would say in the New Covenant that we, we should pray continually. We should pray all the time. We should be aware of God all the time. But there was a, a preparedness about his heart. So when he faced the situation of the lion's den, he didn't fear because he'd spent time in the presence of the King of Kings. He'd prayed, he'd prepared his heart. So when the tough times came, and I don't know about you, but being thrown to the lions is a bit of a tough time, you know, he wasn't afraid because he knew his God was with him and he said that God would shut up the lions' mouths. How do you feel when difficult times come? Are you ready for the difficult times? Are you ready like Daniel was ready? A question. Okay, and Esther. We've been reading about Esther, haven't we? If you've been reading the um, Bible reading plan this month, October, we've been reading through Esther. And Esther 2, verse 12 
says, um, before a girl's turn came to go into King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the women, six months with oil of myrrh and six with perfumes and cosmetics. And this is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given her to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. Wow, 12 months of beauty treatment. We'd all love it, wouldn't we? <laughs> wouldn't you like it, Peter? <laughs> What's the equivalent? There must be an equivalent for a man. That's an interesting one. Go, yeah, go away, think about that one. <laughs> but 12 months of preparation to be in the presence of the king. You know, if you were immersed in all this oil, your whole body smelt of it. It, it pervaded you. You know when you have a curry? Okay, this is so much better. <laughs> but the whole body smell of the perfume, and we are to be the perfume of Christ. We're to be so immersed in him, so immersed in him and what he wants and, and so obedient to him that the perfume that we give off wherever we go is Christ. And that only happens if we immerse ourselves in him. If we spend that time, if we're prepared and ready to go into the king of kings. Let me just turn this around a little bit and say, you know, the thing about Esther is that when it was time for these women to go into the king, they could take whatever they wanted. Now, you imagine, you come, you're, you're a girl, you've been chosen because of your beauty, you live in a village, and your parents aren't very wealthy. In fact, they're probably very poor. And suddenly, you're surrounded by all this wealth. And when you leave, you can take whatever you want. You know, the finest clothes, the sparkliest jewels, Whatever you want, maybe a monkey, I don't know, but if you're into pets, you know, anything that you wanted. But she didn't. She turned to the king's eunuch and she said, advise me, tell me what to take. That's a wise woman. How wise are we, you know, in certain situations? Do we go to God and say, God, what shall I do? Do you turn to people who might know better in a situation and say, I need your wisdom rather than relying on your own wisdom? You know, do we make use of people that could help us in the body or wise people at work? You know, just because somebody's not saved, it doesn't mean to say they're not wise. But we mix the wisdom with God's wisdom, don't we? Because we want to be uh, full of God's wisdom. But again, it's just talking about being prepared and being ready. Now let's have a look at a parable, Matthew 25. Parable of the ten virgins. says, verse, from verse 1, At that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. 
The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they're on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. So this parable is in the part where he's talking about the day and the hour is unknown of when the Lord is going to come again. And we need to be ready. We need to be ready for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords coming. What does that mean? Does that mean we've got to make sure we're ready um, because suddenly, you know, He's, he's going to come. We're going to rise to meet him in the sky. Yes, that's going to happen. But I was just contemplating there are other times when the Lord comes. There are other times when he comes. And are we ready? When you're at work and you're having lunch and somebody is starting to talk and they're asking questions. Okay. Jesus is there. He's there. Are you ready? Are you ready with those words on your lips to share? Are you ready for whenever he comes in whatever situation you find yourself in? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to extend and reach out that hand of love? The thing about the Holy Spirit uh, that Alan and I, you know, we talk a lot about is about being filled to overflowing. And we talk about the overflowing life. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you might have seen our example of the teapot, um, where um, you get a teapot and you fill it with water. You put a lid on, and as you pour the water out, eventually the teapot will be empty. Correct? Okay. Well, if you ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then you put the lid on and say, thank you very much, Jesus, and put the lid on, and don't come for a refilling. Every time you do, every time you speak to somebody about Jesus, every time you pray for someone, every time you minister in some way, it's part of, of you flowing in the spirit, but you will eventually become empty if you don't take time to be with him and to receive from him and to receive that fresh anointing. And that's why we talk about every day there is fresh oil. There is a fresh anointing every day. You know, when I finished ministering, I, I asked the Lord to fill me afresh with his Holy Spirit so that I am still full to overflow. One of the reasons when you see ministers, um, you know, ministers... Um, or fallen ministers, as we would say. And we'd go, well, surely if those things were happening, how come they were seeing people healed? How come they were preaching these amazing words? You can flow in an anointing 
for so long because of that anointing in your life. But if you don't take time to come back to God to refresh yourself, eventually you will run dry and you will stop running on God's anointing and you start running on your own known knowledge and things that you have and actually you will stop being effective. And it's at that point that sin is revealed in people's lives. So it's really important as ministers of the gospel, because we all are ministers of the gospel, not just me, not just the leadership team here, but we're all ministers of the gospel. So it's really important that we continually stay under that flow so that we're ready for whatever God wants to do. Because I believe that, that, you know, I know Clive talked about transformation, we talk about revival, we talk about lots of things, but we need to be continually ready. If you look at these, the, the wise virgins, they not only had their lamps trimmed, but they had oil with them. They had extra oil all the time. They had extra oil ready. So do you have extra oil? Do you have extra oil with you? Are you constantly coming into his presence or do you wait until you're dry? Because God wants us to constantly be full, constantly be ready, constantly um, allow him to show us areas in our lives that we need to bring back to him and we need to put under his lordship so that we can be completely flowing in him. Yeah? It's about being prepared and it's about being ready. You know, God can't use you if you're not prepared, if you're not ready. If you want God to use you, and all of you in here, you know, if you're not doing something, should be. Because there's anointing upon your life to flow and to do things for him. And there is a fresh oil and a fresh anointing that he wants to continually bring every single day. One of the other things God's been speaking to me about is watching. Um, on Friday at this, the day I went to, one of the, the uh, comments that somebody made um, just really stood out to me. And they were talking about something that happened in their area. And he said, you know, these things, they're happening on our watch. And it made me come away and go, what's happening on my watch? God's called me to be a watchman for this city. God's called me to be a watchman for the street that I live on. God's called me to be a watchman uh, for Salford. God's called me to be a watchman over the people in the church. But God's called you to be watchmen as well. And that means that you're staying alert to him. You're listening to him and you're praying. You need to be proactive in prayer and not reactive in prayer. To let God speak to you so you pray ahead of time. You begin to see what is happening so that you can pray and you can cover it in prayer. So you're watching and you're alert for the signs of what is happening. 
So God wants us to be these watchmen. So what's, what, what's happening on your watch? What's happening in your workplace that you know you need to pray into? What's happening in the schools that your children go to that you know you need to be praying into? What's happening on your street that you know that you need to be praying into? Because God's called you to be a watchman. I know this might be a whole jumble of thoughts tonight, but I just really feel that God is saying, you know, if we stay ready, then we're, we're not going to miss. We're going to see some amazing things. But we have to be ready, and that's ready in our, our, our lives, our personal lives. You know, I've been thinking about that word I spoke um, about what, what am I tolerating in my life. And uh, it's made me think about everything I watch on TV at the moment. And it's made me think about what am I tolerating. You know, when we preach these sermons up here, you know, it's to us as well. Uh, and it's made me think it's part of being prepared. You know, I'm going to hear God more if I don't tolerate certain things in, uh, in the home. And so there's a couple of programs that I've got turned off because I don't want to watch those anymore. I don't want to listen to those words anymore that are being spoken. So there's a change that's taken place. So I know that's a lot of... What, let's stand. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, can I have the worship team back up, please? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> mm. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Ki is sandalabo sundalaba kalakasi is she is sandalabo sundu. To sundalapapalakas sandalaba she is sandalabo. Ko sundalapapalakasi is she is sandalabo sundu. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Mm. To sundalapapalakasi is she is sandalabo sundu. To sundela papala kasi she is sandela bosundo. To sundela basanda. I believe that God wants to anoint tonight, anoint uh, some people with oil, uh, maybe everybody with oil. But I just believe we need to do something first, and that's to repent. You know, I can pray with you to, for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, but if there are things that are in the way, if there are areas in your life that you are, are keeping hidden or keeping closed to God, you know, now's the time to go, okay, okay, God, I just surrender that area to you. I give that area to your life, to you, of my life to you.
Maybe there's fear, fear of what if I do speak out for God? What if I do dare to be bold and speak out? Nobody knows I'm a Christian. Or my friend doesn't know I'm a Christian. What, what, what if I do tell them? How are they going to react? Well, are you ready for that moment that God has set up, that divine appointment? Maybe part of you goes, well, do I really want to make a difference? You know, it's one thing to stand here in church on a Sunday and go, I want to make a difference, but what about out there? What about when I step out of the doors? You know, God wants our availability. He wants us to be prepared. You know, Daniel, in one sense, that was his workplace when he went into uh, the king's palace. That was his workplace. But he wasn't prepared to tolerate what he knew would get in the way from him hearing God. And so he won favor right from the beginning. He wasn't brash. But he won favor right from the beginning with the way he was. And so he was able just to have the vegetables and the water. And he said to the servant, he said, you know, just, just see, test, test and see. Are there things that you need to ask for in the workplace that you haven't because you've worried? Are there changes? Are there places where you need to take authority? You need to make a stand? Do you need to win favor? Maybe you need to repent because you know the way you've been hasn't been right. God wants to give you favor in your workplace. You know, think about Esther. Esther, she spent all that time, 12 months, making herself beautiful to go into the king. That perfume, that aroma of Christ that filled her whole life. Aroma fills your life. You know, one of the things I say to, to Alan when we have to make phone calls or, or, you know, take something back or, you know, maybe we need to make a complaint about something. I always say, what taste have we left in somebody's mouth in the way that we are? Am I the aroma of Christ even in those situations? I remember when our cars were stolen and our, our, our bags and wallet was stolen and somebody broke into our house and the policeman came round and he said, I can't believe you're laughing. It's the aroma of Christ. It's the aroma of Christ, you know, and opens up testimony. Esther won favor. She won favor 
even before she went in to see the king. She won favor with the king's eunuch because of the way she was. It opened doors for her. What about these, uh, the virgins? The ones that were unwise and they didn't bring extra oil. They just brought enough. That's enough. That's just enough. You know, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I just spend five minutes reading my word every day. That's it. That's enough. God's with me. It's very presumptuous. You know, I love Alan. I don't go. Oh, just five, five minutes with Alan today. That'll do me. That'll do me. No, I want to spend time with Alan. I want to talk with him. I want to build my relationship with him. And that's what God wants with you. He wants you to be immersed in his spirit so that you are overflowing. So you've not just got a lamp that's lit, but you've got the extra oil so that you never, ever, ever run out. You know, in the temple in the Old Testament, they um, lit uh, the lamp outside and it, was, it never went out. It was constantly refilled with oil so that the light never went out. And that's what God wants for you and me. Even in the testing times, even in the difficult times, that your oil never runs out, it never runs dry. Because you're completely immersed in Him. And when you are immersed in Him, then you can watch. You're alert, you're ready, like those, uh, the wise virgins. They were alert. They were ready for when the bridegroom came. Are we watching what's going on around us in the spirit? Are we seeing what's happening, what we need to pray into? Are we alert? Are we ready for those moments when God comes in our lives? You know, you can be having a conversation with a friend in your sitting room. And you just start to talk about the things of God and, and God just turns up. Because he loves to do that. You don't have to wait for Sunday. He's there with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father. I just believe that um, God wants me to anoint the hands of um, 
specifically to do with being in the workplace. And, you know, if you want to have your hands anointed, you know, that it's your hands. Your hands do things, don't they? And I just believe God wants to anoint people, particularly, particularly if you are looking for a breakthrough in your workplace. Maybe it's hard at the moment. Maybe it's difficult. Or maybe there is somebody you're specifically praying for.